There's another podcast you should be listening to, TED Health, a podcast from the TED Audio Collective. Join host Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter as she introduces you to leading health experts and breaks down the health questions you didn't know you had. Learn more about the way your body works and the newest insights changing the medical world, like what a smart bra means for better heart health, three ways to prepare for the next pandemic, and how we can all live healthier lives. Find TED Health wherever you listen to podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. There, here we go. A morgue was selling faces. Synthetic embryos are a bit sketch. Toilet plungers save lives. And can a tree grow inside a human lung? Why did you turn your headphones up so fucking loud? I mean, I, I, I also feel like I did that kind of low-key. You were a bit low-key, yeah. It's not your voice, it's some music. Yeah. Music um, from me. You kept saying up, 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 So I uh, kept going up. Speaking of up. I meant energy. Bring the energy up. Bring the energy up. Speaking of up. The movie up? Yeah. You know that movie, Up? Yeah. Dude. Fucking stop shaking that. <laughs> You know what's you know what's really interesting is that a a for sure doesn't need to be shaken that much. B I don't know why, but that noise drives me fucking nuts now. And it never did until you jokingly were like, "That's a really annoying noise." And then I was like, like a few days ago, Taylor brings these fucking shakes into the studio, which like you guys, so yeah, so, you guys. so do I. What's yeah. even, what's, but you know what's what? in it? I, what well, mean? whatever's in it must be shaken for about five minutes straight. Right into our fucking ears. I, I, just I know like it, it to be all mixed up. I know what your oh, problem God, is though. Dude. You don't have the metal ball. You do need the shaker ball in there. Um, I shake it originally in the morning with ice cubes, which act as the metal ball. Yeah, not as effectively. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of up, <laughs> the movie. Uh, yeah, the movie with the old guy. Um, Get out of here, you goddamn jackass! <laughs> That's me to you with that thing. Um, oh, I thought that was the a movie clip. up uh, with that old man. So. That movie, do you guys remember how that movie ended? I didn't see Up, actually. Oh, it was sad. Yeah. It was sad because his wife died at the beginning. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you can't really spoil the movie if you spoil the beginning, um, right? Can you? I mean, it's kind of like, the, uh, it's kind of the big reveal. Do you want to spoil the, the end? The big too? reveal is at the very beginning. Does he die at the end? I think so, yeah. He's so old. I think, do they directly say that he dies? Or Not is that it you have like, to die just because you're old. Well... Let's say he didn't die. He's dead now. That movie came out a long time ago. He was old as fuck. And so what, what, what happened when he died? I don't know. But my guess is that Evan, he pro- he, you know, he, although he was a cantankerous old man, I think by the end of that movie, he Great learned word. a lesson, which was that, that cantankerous. He was a cantankerous. He was a fucking I, so cranky. A curmudgeon? Like curmudgeon cantankerous? Are we talking, in, are we in the same realm? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So in the, by the end of that movie, I think he learned the lesson, which is like, you're, we're, we're only here for a, for a short time. Not a so long not time. a long time. So <laughs> have a good have time. time. Sun doesn't, sun shine, doesn't every shine every day. And also it's good to pay it forward. Right. And so my guess is that he paid it forward. It can be donated his dead, small animated body to science after he died. Right. This is not where I thought this. Was. I this thought is, you were going to yeah. say that he learned not to put balloons on your house. 
Because like that would be an expensive fix. I think I know where you're going with this now. Because I think because now that you mentioned the now that you mentioned that, I so he think just... I might have passed on this article. And this is fucking <laughs> Wait, crazy. So what, he, what I'm happened? trying to lighten this up before we get into it because this is one of the most fucked up things I've I've read in a long time. So not he, that surprising so, though. So he donates his body to science, and um, and that's probably a good thing. And what he probably assumed when he did that was that his body would. Go to a university or go like a prestigious university, like yeah, Harvard, or even fucking a not so prestigious university like Humber College. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> so so he goes to a university and they they I don't know fucking dissect him and students get to look and Devry. people go ooh ah and go wow. <laughs> well, let's hope this didn't end up happening to him. <clears throat> Recently, we talked about the. Uh, that poor old grandma that was donated to science and her family found out that not what, not only was she donated to something for, for science, but uh, she was also donated to the military to be used in explosive devices to see what happens to a human body when it gets fucking blown up from underneath from an I E D I U D I E D I U D is what goes into someone's, V- uh, vagina into their cervix to prevent s- pregnancy. That's my mistake. An IED is an explosive device used by ISIS <laughs> and it blows up American soldiers. And, and America, America American wants grip. to know what, have, what those blown up soldiers are going to look like after they're blown up. So they took fucking Nana and they put her on a fucking Humvee seat and put a fucking, I don't know, like a, a C4 with a bunch of Nails strapped to it and blew her fucking ass up. That's sad. Well, here's another sad thing. That is sad. Here's another sad thing. A former <laughs> kind again, of coming cool back, coming back. Look, you know what? I think I'd rather oh, go to fuck. fucking shitty old Humber College with my dead body because a former Harvard morgue manager is facing charges for dude. This is man. I wish I fucking had. Uh, the, give me a second here while I bring up. Can I just ask where does the where does the old cute guy from Up come in? Uh, here, um, well, well, I, that, I don't Brian, know. just don't if you have if you haven't <laughs> figured it out by it. now, that association was a stretch. It. it has nothing right, to do with okay. it. Okay, but here, th- let's let's get some theme music here to to introduce this fucked up thing. <laughs> oh, is it X Files? Are what you afraid it? of the dark? No, goosebumps. Oh, 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 wow. Hey, you, you nailed it before the. All right. Go eat worms, dude. Um, so, no, so we the ex-manager of the Harvard Medical School morgue was selling people's faces. Cool. What? And wrong. Is that a headline though, or? <laughs> <laughs> I'll sell you a face. <laughs> Oh, the dog barking. Dude, I, I love, used to love I that. I loved Goosebumps. So um, uh, he was, um, his wife, him, and three others have been charged for allegedly trafficking human body parts that were donated to the school for research purposes. From 2018 through 2022, Cedric and Denise Lodge uh, allegedly sold brains, faces, and other bits that he stole from the Harvard morgue he managed until his termination in May. Mm, Honestly, I, <laughs> I 
I personally hope that that happens to my body when I die, that somebody takes it and does something fucked up like that with it. I will say this. If this was my body, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be pissed at all. No. I think like if some fucking, you know, some like really like macabre, like 20 year old who's like, collect, who, I, I think of my friend BR, be my friend BR collects like dead animals and bugs and puts them on his wall. If BR was like, someone like BR was like, I, I want to buy a face and put it on my lamp, like make a lampshade out of a, out of like a few faces stitched together and called this morgue and my body was there and my face ended up on like a, or my nipples went to like a nipple lamp or something. I'd be like, sweet. Because I in all cool. honesty, this is, cool. this is the ethical, this is it, of, of, of the ways that you could choose to make a face lamp. Right. This is the more ethical. I don't route. want, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be like the, the victim of an Ed Gein nipple lamp. Right. Right. But, but here's Actually, my, he point. made a nipple belt. This is, he made, he made a belt out of nipple. This is my thing though, about it that's is, real. is that's that, real. so sure. I, I feel like if this happened to my body, one, I don't care that that happened yeah. to my body, but two, the benefit to my family when they get to sue this fucking guy <laughs> yeah, is right. like, it's yes. amazing. Like yeah. there's, it's like a, Dual, um, both outcomes are amazing. Like Except I don't give a shit, and my family gets to. But when you sue financially somebody, benefit, when you sue somebody, and the insurance company is not involved, the person you're suing has to have money. What if you sue? Well, the this school, guy was uh, this guy was a Harvard morgue manager. That's go. the thing. Guy, you sue this probably, fucking school, school, dude. Yeah, sue the school. Um, in now, the states, but, but, they know how to fucking sue, dude. Do. But oh. I guess, I, but I guess you, you Jesus, donuts. <laughs> fucking relax. Very litigious. Holy shit. <laughs> I, I suppose you could understand why the families would be really hurt by this. Um, I mean, so, I could understand how other families would be. Yeah. Personally, I would not be bothered. So here's how the prosecutors say the operation allegedly worked. Lodge sometimes let customers come in and pick their desired remains in person. Dude, That's that, fucked up. <laughs> that is super. <laughs> um, so so uh, he would let them come in and then pick the body parts. Otherwise, he would take his work home with him and mail the body parts to buyers in exchange for a few hundred or thousand dollars a piece. One defendant made 39 payments totaling almost $40,000 to a PayPal account in Denise Lodge's name over nearly three years. Well, here's the problem. They weren't use that's the problem. They weren't using a uh, cryptocurrency. Well, also they were, um, they were captioning their payments as head number seven and brains with eight eyes. So literally, 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 Mm, brains. But, but, you know, some people just don't understand how things work. No, because no, dumb. Because I, I, I remember. I can't remember exactly what the situation was, but it was a it was a circumstance where I was paying for something from uh, uh paying for something uh, from somebody who very clearly wanted to not pay taxes on the money that they were getting. Like they were like, you know, what, what I can't remember what it was for, for something like a Rhonda, like a, like a painting or something like that. And, and they were like, they were like, they asked me explicitly like, oh, can, I'd like to keep it under the table, said something along those lines. And I went, I was like, all right, whatever. I don't care. That's illegal. And then not for me. And, and, uh, and then You're they privy go, to that. and then they went, uh, they went, yeah, cool. So just send me an e-transfer. And I was like, are you sure? 
Because that kind of defeats them. Okay, whatever. You just don't understand. Um, <laughs> in the message, you put exactly what it was for. Sorry? And in the message, you made sure that you put exactly what it was for. I don't need to. I don't want to go through the This is riveting <laughs> riveting stuff, guys. Really love this. Um, so uh, some of the buyers uh, resold. So they, they would buy the brains. They buy the faces. They buy the cocks, whatever they're purchasing, the nipple lamps. They would then, some of them would resell the purchase parts. So there was, there was, this, I feel really bad for her because like she obviously doesn't know, like whatever. I don't even know what you were just talking about because I gapped out because I was so bored, but it probably had something to do with someone not knowing what to do. And she didn't know what she was doing. She fucked up. Her name was Kat. She had a company called, or sorry, a store called Kat's Creepy Creations. And the FBI ended up searching her home. Uh, the shop's Instagram account says it specializes in creepy dolls, oddities, and bone art. Um, but the FBI agents were uh, at her complex, which is her home, um, and basically uh, were seizing bags and boxes of human bits that she was selling online. Um, a web of body snatchers, the lodges and three buyers are facing... Charges of conspiracy and interstate transport of stolen goods, which could carry a combined 15-year sentence if convicted. Uh, two other people, one of whom allegedly did business with the Lodge's buyers, are also in legal trouble for trafficking the remains from yeah. the University of Arkansas. I really want to know what, what you guys think. It, who you think is the creepier person in this situation? Is it the Harvard morgue manager for doing this, or is it the people who are purchasing the body parts. I think it depends. If I was to guess, the purchaser. I th well here, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it this way. I would say cat of cat's creepy creations. Yes, it depends. not that creepy. I would say she's probably the least creepy, right? Because she's got this hobby and it's kind of quirky and like that's who cat always was. And people she, who are buying from cat and the people who are buying and also. From these also, people, not to resell. I wouldn't be the surprised. End user. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The end user. Well, I was going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if Kat like, just didn't even really know that this was fucking not okay. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, she, like, sure, she's got a body part dealer, but like, was he like, yo, keep this on the fucking DL? Or was he just like, yeah, yeah like, you know. What, I mean, although if you, if, if you are operating in that world, I would assume that you would be, you of all people, would be privy to the ins and outs and the legalities yeah, of totally. I don't know. Now, whether he tells cat that or not, who knows? But I would say that there's definitely, I mean, the person that was I'm buying cat should probably know. Cat should probably know. <laughs> but like the, the, the dude that was paying 40,000 on PayPal. Um, yeah. My guess yeah. is that guy's probably like not only just buying them, He's but like using them. <laughs> oh, no, what are you yeah. doing with my, Torn off face, step bro. Well, That's dude. dark, guys. It is dark. You know why? It's dark, but you also there's fucking, you know, there's creepy fucks out that there. That person is only a couple steps away from Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Like, they're only yeah. a few steps from Perhaps. Perhaps. Again, we don't know. We're speculating. And also, everything here, allegedly. So what does this have to do with the old man from Up? It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> up, he was just he. The, the old man from. Oh, so here, I'll, I'll lay it out for you. He was that. old. The old man from Up is dead. He hoped to pay it forward, so he donated his body to science. Right. So but his cock yeah. ended up on someone's pendant as a necklace. <laughs> Let's move on. Do you guys um, think Pixar dicks are kind of cute? Like little Pixar dicks. They would. They would be. They would I be. mean, 
unattended it would be sick yeah you can see that you can see it's it wasn't pixar but you can see it in disney you go go back to those old school disney movies very phallic yeah um, very phallic oriented little mermaid uh shout out little mermaid saw new little mermaid shout out uh hallie ba- ba- Haley bailey fuck man it's so hard to say her name because i want to say hallie berry Haley bailey it's Haley bailey dude she's so good she is so a a very beautiful mermaid and b don't quiver. That mermaid Don't can. Quiver, that you? mermaid can. She's just so. She's so quivering. She's so. She's such a. She. I had a thing for Ariel, of course, and now I really got a thing for Ariel. Okay, as an adult. Now that. Now, now, <laughs> as that, an adult. Now, now that. Now that Ariel comes in a human form. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a natural progression. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, you yeah, like totally. the cartoon version when you were a kid, and now totally, you like yeah, the real yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> okay okay let's move on let's move on uh let's move on to some interesting news in the world of science yo science (laughs) what is it all about technology what is that all about big up is it good or is it whack now is this good or is this whack synthetic human embryo raises ethical issues scientists have created the synthetic human embryos using no eggs or sperm provoking deep ethical questions, according to reports. Oh, this is the matrix. So the synthetic em- embryos, uh, only this days or weeks old, could help researchers study the earliest stages of human development and explain pregnancy loss. That sounds good. Nobody is currently suggesting growing them into a baby. Also sounds good because growing them into the baby, I guess, is whack. Um, but the rapid progress has outpaced discussions on how they should be dealt with ethically and legally. Why so whack? I mean, we definitely don't need to be making more people because of the population of the planet. So here's like, why, what makes it so whack? Right. Technology, right? (laughs) What? So is it good? Is it whack? I don't know. But when I, when I think about the, the ethical thing here, when it comes to this, I don't think I have, I don't think I know enough because like my fucking dumbass sits back and goes, "Well, is this a religious thing? Like, well, is no. it because is it because like, oh, well, we're not meant to play God? Like, because we're doing that right now with mm-hmm. AI. I think so. That like, I, what is the ethical thing? I think that some of the ethical things um, would um, they would lie in. I'm sure there's a ton. Like, if it grew up to be like a like a a a, a really like just constantly in pain, like freak of nature kind of thing like a, well like, that, like frankenstein's no, monster because no, that's 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 more clear and obvious in the sense that there's a if you if in, if you were not confident that you could grow a, a healthy if you, if, 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 that you could grow a healthy yeah. human then that would be obviously it's got to be the emotional toll of not having that's parents. right yeah i think that that's probably where who parents right, that's where the most that's the most obvious yeah. thing to me is, did you guys is, see sweet tooth no uh, no i haven't um but i've you've you know what i'm gonna stop talking because okay. that actually that show's still currently out, and I almost just spoiled the whole okay. uh, big thing. So I think that that is the thing. He doesn't have any parents. That, he doesn't have any parents. He was he was building. He was growing in a lab. That makes sense mm-hmm. to me, though. And he's super the, sad when he finds out. Super sad. He yeah. finds out at the end of the first season, and he's so sad. And therein <laughs> lies most likely what I think is probably the most un is the the ethical <laughs> dilemma. Someone listening to this is like on episode seven yeah. of eight, and going like, I hate fuck. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, there's a because I mean we we know that obviously if you are uh if you are adopted or if you are orphaned, mm. um 
as a child, then there are some like really serious and like unknown repercussions to that that are like right. that could ripple into some aspects of your life, all yeah. aspects of your life. Like you and you but here's, here's you know, the devil's you advocate. You don't know the you don't know the impact of that. And I think the, the devil's in, advocate to that though is like because I get that I understand that. Like if I if I was I if I was a uh, someone who was adopted, I never knew my real parents. Uh, I didn't have any information or the information that I had was like you had really shitty parents and you were taken away from mm-hmm. them so that you could ha- find a better home. Like, yeah, that would feel like, ugh. but if I was just born in a lab, it's like. Yeah, you can't have daddy issues yeah, if you yeah, don't have a dad. That's right. Yeah, like I'm, I'm actually kind of serious. It's like yeah, I think, I think, I think the daddy issues get replaced with other issues that we aren't even prepared to even think about. I think that that's the ethical thing is going, we don't even know but what, if that's what the, those problems would be. And so there's an ethical dilemma in front of us because right. we can't even we can't even wrap our heads around what the what would go through the mind of a person who realizes that they were made this is the out thing, of though. nothing. We can't we can't put ourselves in their shoes without them being here to have shoes to put so we gotta ourselves give them a chance. You. We got to give them a chance. Right. Ethically, we need to give them a chance. Right. If we have the capability, <laughs> if we have the capability to do it, we should do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I that you bring up a good point. I'm Taylor, just curious. And uh, I never thought of it that way, but it does make sense. Um, Professor James Briscoe from sorry, the, sorry to interrupt you there, but like on that subject of like, when you said up there, that is one of the storylines in, um, in Sweet the boy, Tooth in the on boys. Netflix, in yeah, the boys, right, right, yeah, right, right. And yeah. and when when he's like, oh fuck, I'm just fucking, I'm made from goo, yeah. And we all know what Homelander's all about. So but that's I mean, so that's what made, happens. We're all we made do know. from goo, though, you know. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you're right. Yeah. Um. Also, he was a superhero, and he had a breastfeeding fetish. <laughs> so. So As those that. things are true. <laughs> um. So, uh, Professor James Briscoe from the Francis. Crick Institute uh, said the field need needed to proceed cautiously, carefully and transparently to avoid a chilling effect on the public. The development of human synthetic embryos was announced at the annual meeting of the International Society for Stem Cell Research. Synthetic embryos are also known as embryo models as they resemble embryos for the purpose of research rather than being identical to them. The work comes from the laboratories of Professor Mag- uh, Magdalena Zernika Goetz from the University of Cambridge and the California Institute of Technology. They would be for some, from somewhere else. Uh, the full details have yet to be published and made available for scientific scrutiny, leading many researchers to feel unable to comment on the significance of the reports. But the principle is the synthetic embryos are made from stem cell rather than a fusion of egg and sperm. Stem wow. cells have the capacity to become any cell type and in the body, and if coaxed in just the right way, can be persuaded to form embryos. This is the first time that uh, that has been achieved using human material, although they are not truly synthetic, as the starting material was cells cultured from a traditional embryo in the laboratory. Do you guys think that you could take one of your stem cells and create an egg and a sperm and then make a baby that was just you? Like well, just your DNA. Uh, I think you're. Right. I think you're adding in a step that they've already learned how to skip. Right, like like straight to the embryo they, from the right. stem cell, yeah, right? Right. Yeah, right. Sure. So do you need? But you I wonder need to, what's better. 
What's good? What's whack? That actually sounds, it, I mean, it would probably be whack because if you think of like the royal family and, you know, the inbreeding that happened, mm. it's not good to have the same genetic. It's whack. It's whack. whack. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe jury's it would be out, whack. It's whack. So maybe if you're just doing it from a yeah. single stem cell, maybe that's part of what's. Or not the jury's good. in. The jury well, yeah. is in. It's whack. Yeah. You need <laughs> diversified genetics. Um, <laughs> Um, Wait, sorry. Jury is out doesn't mean that they're done and they've gone on with their lives. Jury's out means, means they, they haven't, haven't decided. decided yeah. Jury means, jury's out, out deciding. Means, like, jury's in. We know. Okay, yeah. right. So jury's jury, out, we don't know. The jury is in on that. That's right. But it's, the jury's out on whether or not it's whack. Whack. <laughs> um, what's crazy is that what's crazy is that the day that we saw this, um, this that we saw this article um, and this news because uh, you know. It, I know that Jerry News has a millions of followers, so I'm sure lots of people saw this um, uh, last week when it came out. Is that same day we were interviewing for um, another podcast that we're producing? Uh, we were interviewing Mike Ripley, who was the yeah. who was the um, uh, the god uh, to Zaya. Yeah, he's Zaya's. He's he Zaya praised to Mike Ripley. He, he helped <laughs> uh, he helped create her in uh, in the lab, uh, but with sperm and egg. Uh, and I would have loved to have read this by him, yeah. And to understand yeah. like where from from his perspective, like why is this whack? And like where's the because he he would be. Well, he's not a he's not an uh, an eth uh, what are they called? He's not an ethics. Uh, he's he's not like a an like ethicist. A, a, yeah, I think I think that is what it is. He's not an ethicist. So, but he would have a much clearer and deeper perspective yeah. i think on mm. like the ethics of something like here's this. a crazy thing in uh scientists in china have implanted synthetic monkey embryos into female monkeys and all the pregnancies were worked they, were, they failed oh really so that's whack um the synthetic embryos do not behave in exactly the same way as normal embryos and it's unclear how their use in research should be governed um professor briscoe said on one hand, models of human embryos made from stem cells might offer an ethical and more readily available alternative to the use of IVF-derived um, human embryos. On the other hand, the closer stem cell-derived models of human embryos mirror human embryos, the more important it is to have clear regulations and guidelines for how they are used. Most countries use the 14-day rule human embryo research. This allows an embryo created by fertilizing a human egg to be grown for 14 days. However, these embryo models are not legally embryos and are not governed by the same laws. Um, Doctor, uh, it's it. This always this always uh, trips me out when someone has the capital I followed by a lowercase L in their name. You ever see that like written out? Oh, You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, Ildim, <laughs> Ildim, <laughs> Ildim Ackerman from the University of Bir Birmingham <clears throat> said. Um, these findings suggest that we should de soon develop a technology to grow these cells beyond the 14 day limit. Oh, he's, a, Michael, potentially he's Michael Caining it. <laughs> more insight to gain into human development. Um, <laughs> nevertheless, uh, nobody can understand him. And so we are left um, with, with a lack of understanding of, of what's going on here. So that's interesting stuff. Science can be good, can be whack. It sounds like the jury is still out on all of this. But it's, it's it's sounding kind of whack. But it does like sound it's a bit whack. whack. It sounds it sounds a bit whack. But it also sounds like there it could be good. It just depends on whose wh whose hands. It's I think in. I, I think, think it's, currently it's whack, but in the exactly, future it could be good. Yes, I think exactly, and I think that's a, it's a very similar 
it's a very similar way to like a lot of the conversations that are starting around AI and 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 how it's used and what its role is is like in the current context that we find ourselves in it seems some of the stuff seems yeah. crazy and or or whack. bad or whack yeah and you know but we will find uh, a future where it's good it's uh, yeah the, the the context has changed and it's not as whack anymore and that is science i don't think science knows actually um, so let's move on to Nobody does science better than <laughs> I do Are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice? It's time to dig deeper and listen to America Dissected from Crooked Media The podcast that's cutting into the science, culture, and policy that shapes our health from doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. Let's move on to toilet plungers and the importance of toilet plungers. And why I saw toilet a guy- plungers are saving lives. <laughs> I saw a short-form video the other day where a guy took a toilet pl- plunger and threw it and stuck it to the side of a building. Wow. That's fucking cool, man. All right. Um, it was, I'm so glad. It was whack. I'm so well, glad that you said that. He should have used that toilet plunger in a different way, like these people did, uh, which has improved the results of CPR. The conventional method for chest compressions doesn't have a great success rate. A very poor success rate. I was actually just about to bring this up in our conversation earlier but uh, yeah we which we had a conversation earlier which is coming out uh, next week all about heart (coughs) stuff um which taylor has uh doctors are uh pumping it up (laughs) with higher tech with a higher tech a high-tech plunger that's cool in 19 in 1988 a uh, a 65 year old man's heart stopped at home his wife and son didn't know cpr uh so in desperation they grabbed a toilet plunger to get his heart going until an ambulance showed up. That's okay. so nasty, dude. Okay. Guys, if I ever have a heart attack, <laughs> don't is... put a fucking dirty toilet plunger and here's on the, my chest. Here's the nasty I'd rather part. die. Here's the nasty part. They knew how to do chest compressions. They just didn't, they didn't know about like, they, they weren't sure if blowing into his mouth would be enough. So they plungered his face. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. No. Um, but later <laughs> uh, after the man recovered, so he, he lived because his wife was like, get the sh- Get the shit clog thing. <laughs> and there's someone's like, oh, I, got- I, I hope, you know, he didn't, he didn't wake up because of the compressions with the plunger. He woke up because he was so grossed out that they put the plunger on him that it like compelled him to come out of whatever was happening to him. That's right. And be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I mean, it was on sure. his tongue. Relax. Um, Would you put a dirty toilet plunger on your chest on your Sure. Ew. And then I take a re- shower I, and throw the ew. fucking shirt. See, out. Like, see, like at first I thought you were kind of joking, but now if my it, tongue it touches like, it, it kind of seems like you're yeah, kind of serious, bro. Yeah, serious. You would put a dirty toilet plunger on your bare chest, dude. I touch the bottom of a, bare, a dirty plunger with my finger, and then I wash it. Ew. In the context of me being dead on the floor, I think I think I would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Convince yeah, me then. Tell me. Tell me how effective these uh, plungers are then. Well, because dude, I feel like Brian's coming into this with like, like I'm skeptical. Like Brian's back up. <laughs> Brian's up against the wall right now, and he's got his claws. The other day, dude, you were so grossed out about hankies, and you're not grossed out about shit rubber rubbing all over your bare chest. Oh, by the way, the jury's out. 
or sorry, jury's in. Hanky suck. Hanky suck. And if you use them, if you use them still today, and you're uh, above the age, if you're uh, uh, below the age of, Six. let's go ninety. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the difference here with hankies and plunges. And all the people that commented on social media and our YouTube channel about how hankies are okay. Fuck you, too. No, are you, you sure guys, about that? You guys you are, sure about that? are you sure about that? Um, I, think so, the, I think the difference between hankies, Bri, is that uh, you voluntarily use a cover hanky your, you cover your hands in a, in a, in a, in a totally non-life-threatening situation yeah, yeah, yeah. multiple that. times every single day Fuck versus, versus uh, I'm going to die imminently. <clears throat> so yeah. like maybe punch my chest. All right, convince me that the plunger works. So, he lived. <laughs> uh, later, after the Proof. man recovered from the plunger at the San Francisco General Hospital, his son gave the doctors there some advice. He said, yo. <laughs> he literally was like, I toilet plungers. Are they good? Are they whack? He said, put toilet plungers next to all the beds in the, in the coronary unit. He literally said this. And the, and the hospital, you know what they did? They went, no, <laughs> no, because you're <laughs> yeah. going to get an infection. Yeah, totally. So they were like, fuck that. You know, Brian. Also, they, not all toilet plungers yeah. are infected. Yeah, you, uh, some <laughs> of them are on the shelves at Home Depot and you can go lick yeah, them. You know that they don't come like pre-wiped with doo-doo. <laughs> yes, no, I know. I'm well pre- aware. Shit <laughs> they have to be, they have to be used in a toilet before they're gross. I am well aware. Now, are you sure? Now, <laughs> now. They're all gross. <laughs> We're running out of time. Here we go. So the hospital didn't do that. Um, Maybe they should have, though. The idea got the doctors thinking about a better way to do CPR, or also known as cardio. Do you guys know what CPR stands for? Uh, uh, No. Cardiopulmonary resuscitation. Hey, we got a winner. The conventional method for chest compressions after cardiac arrest is cardiopulmonary resuscitation. So more than three decades later, uh, a meeting uh, at a meeting of emergency medical services directors uh, this week in Hollywood, Florida. Researchers uh, presented data showing that using a plunger-like setup leads to remarkably better outcomes for reviving patients. Traditional CPR doesn't have a great track record. On average, just seven percent of people who receive it before getting to the hospital are ultimately discharged with a full with full brain function. Seven percent. Wow, that's low. According to a National Registry of Cardiac Arrests Treated by Emergency Medical Workers in Communities Across the Country. Um, it is dismal, said Dr. Keith Lurie, a cardiologist at the University of Minnesota Medical School who treated the plunger patient in 1988. The new procedure, known as neuroprotective CPR, has three components. First, a shit-stained plunger <laughs> forces the chest up and down, not only pushing blood out to the body, but covering the chest in stinky, stinky doo-doo. <laughs> and also by drawing blood back in to refill the heart. Um, a plastic valve fits over the face mask or breathing tube to control pressure in the lungs. And the third piece is a body positioning device sold by Advanced CR CPR Solutions by the way, this episode today is brought to you by Advanced CPR <laughs> Solutions, a firm in Edina, Minnesota, that was founded by Dr. Lurie himself. A hinge support slowly elevates a supine patient into a partial sitting position. So like, kind of like when you have heartburn and you just go, I just got to sit up a little bit and I'll fall asleep like this. But you guys wouldn't know because you don't know what heartburn is. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true, yes. So this allows oxygen-starved blood in the brain to drain more effectively 
and be replenished more quickly with the oxygenated blood. So it sounds like a lot of work for it, somebody who's like it definitely does. You know, it definitely does. Now here's the thing. When I when you when when you put this in the slack for me to put into the episode, I was like, oh, we already covered this. It's the Lucas device, which is this here. Um now this is the Lucas device is um Is that a real person? No. That is a real person. Is it really? Yeah, this might. This is okay for YouTube. I found this video on YouTube, um, but that <laughs> might have been traumatic for people. So I'm so sorry. Trigger warning. That was you can't that, put that a person, trigger warning after you trigger. Hey, trigger warning. <laughs> it's like a we trigger, might have just saw someone die. <laughs> you should. You should. It should be trigger apology. Um, it's so, a trigger apology. So the Lucas device. It, um, I mean, that thing is just crushing your lungs. Like it's just crushing your sternum. And it's a, it's a mechanical device that's just, just pumping. Now, this is kind of like that, except you're also... Covered in shit. Covered in poop, yeah. You're all, you also have the body positioning, and you've got, like a, you've got the plastic valve that's helping control pressure in the lungs. Um, so it is different. It, I just want to make that clear. And it also, like, from the pictures that I saw of it, it looked like, it looked like something that you would, like, slip onto somebody... Like it would be like a wall mounted thing, like a defibrillator or whatever. And you right. take it off and you'd right. like you'd like slip it onto somebody like a like a like a like a like a nightgown. Like a uh, like a hardcover vest or something. Yeah, right. So uh the three piece equipment, which fit into a backpack, uh costs about twenty thousand dollars, which you can have yourself for just the low, low payment of fifty nine ninety nine um over the span of seventeen years. <laughs> Um, if you use code 18 payments Boy 50. per year. That's right. Um, so, again, uh, thank you, Advanced CPR Solutions, for this episode. <laughs> um, and it can be used for several years, this thing, this device, too. So, uh, so <laughs> the device uh, has, has been separately approved. Uh, the devices have been separately approved by the Food and Drug Administration. I still really haven't heard any data on how successful okay, so it is let's get to i mean there's a long article i've never read this before so i think I it's really... like i think it, i think it's it's somewhere in the realm of like twice as effective in terms of in terms of the statistic of like people uh, retaining it's like seven percent to 14 percent ish something like that yeah. well here's yeah. some numbers about four years ago researchers began studying the combination of all three devices used in tandem at this week's meeting dr paul pepe a longtime CPR researcher and the director of Dallas County's Emergency Medical Services reported results from 380 patients who could not be revived by defibrillation, making their odds of survival particularly bleak. Among those who received the new CPR method within 11 minutes of cardiac arrest, 6.1% survived with brain function intact, compared to just 0.6% who received traditional CPR. Oh, so it's like several times. So it's like several times more effective yeah. in, in, in mm. that particular um, data point. Mm. So uh, interesting to see this. It, I mean, you know, there was a time and there was a, there was a point in time where, um, what do you call them? Defibrillators were not right anywhere. They were not accessible. They, they, you know, I think right now, if one of you had a heart attack, I would, I would say, um, and it wasn't me. I would say, uh, the one who didn't have a heart attack, start doing CPR. I'll go get a defibrillator, Where'd and I'd run down the street to the pharmacy, I would to which I'm the, hoping they have one. I go to the building next door. The building next door? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that place, they better have 25 defibrillators on every floor. I think oh, yeah. They, do. they definitely would have a defibrillator. They would definitely have several defibrillators. 
I think you guys think that that's an old folks home. It's really just a giant apartment building with a lot of old people. No, I know. I think it's a. I think it's a. I think it's a specialties place. A low income um, aging um, like apartment complex with like with like caregivers. Yes, because I no, think there's a really? lot of people that are. I think there's a lot of people that are. I went inside interested. the other day. Not, Do they have defibrillators in there? I think so. Yeah, in the lobby. I would. I was at the grocery store across the way, okay. and uh, this this sweet old woman was like, "Can you help me carry my groceries back to my apartment?" Right. And I was oh. like, "Yeah, sure." And, and so then you robbed her. I went all the way inside, and she was like, "You here's, robbed her blind because she's fucking." She said, "She said here's five dollars," and she gave me a thousand dollars. I took it all. Did she actually try to give you five bucks? No, she. I don't know if they have. Money. I don't know if they have care. I don't know if they have caregivers. Yeah, I don't think they do. But like, I think it's a very, I think it's a, I think it's a particularly vulnerable. Interesting. So you, you would think that they would have defibrillators in there. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Interesting. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I would, yeah. Right. That's good to know. But how often there's, do you see um, the ambulance? There's there? defibrillators there. The ambulance is there all the time. Several times yeah. a week. There's yeah. uh, defibrillators in in my building. There's not in mine. Uh, okay. I don't think there is in mine either. Yeah. They uh, they did a CPR course for all the building people who live in my building the other day. Yeah. And um, talked about how to use. I mean, them. It, it is like defibrillators are sick. I mean, going back to the it, the thing that we were just talking about in the episode that we recorded before this, and um, something that you shared on the podcast a lot is like the experience of you being on the field and the guy having a cardiac arrest and going down, and nobody knew CPR, and it's like, you know that that in the context of this thing where CPR isn't necessarily something that like you need to be trained in and like be confident in like physically performing. Um, you know, in a, in, in a, in like a, like a five or 10 year future where, where like defibrillators have become commonplace, like something like this becomes commonplace. And it's like, you know, you go and you get this thing off the wall and it does, you know, 90% of the work that's required to, to help try and save someone's life. And it probably has something that's telling you what to do. Like a defibrillator has a, has a, you know, a, 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 a robot or a recording of, uh, instructions on how to use it. And like, because I think a big part of the CPR of, of the issue with CPR is that, uh, I mean, it's not rocket science. It it really it really isn't. It's good to be trained in it, but it's not the hardest thing to do in the world. But fe- but in the moment of feeling like it's like oh it's go time, I got to do this. It's another story. You know, mm. it's a different it's a different story. I mean, yeah, people react very differently people, to uh, to intense situations. But also, some like, people lose their fo- some people just freeze. Some yeah. people after after being in that situation a few times now, I think the the thing that has become most clear to me is that like it's if you're questioning whether or not you should do it, you should do you it, should and do it. just doing chest compressions like that's all you need to think about. Um, and that that's like the easiest way to think about it is just do that, and you're gonna at least give them you know possibly a better chance if you want to give them a real good chance find a shitty plunger (laughs) right and do that yeah right Um, i don't even know where the nearest plunger is uh uh the toilet just right you go out here take a right do they have down the hallway oh yeah oh yeah Uh, actually i don't think they do because it clogged earlier and (laughs) (laughs) they're clogged it earlier (laughs) i just don't think they do because i just fucking destroyed that thing earlier and uh i looked (laughs) it wasn't me and it wasn't me. It was a person. Don't have it was one. a person, probably very quick, soon before me. Um, let's move on to this week's edition of What the Hell. This is one of the wildest stories I've ever heard. Someone might say it's unbelievable. A man in Russia has amazed doctors after they found a tiny fir tree 
growing in his stomach lung. Oh, this makes sense to me already. He breathed in a, a seed. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, so you know, everybody knows I can have with watermelons and pumpkins. That's right. Artyom Sidorkin started getting strong chest pains, and he thought something was very seriously wrong with him. This is, a, this is 2009, okay? Doctors took x-rays and spotted what looked like a cancerous growth in one of his lungs. So he had a routine operation to get rid of it. But it actually turned out to be a tiny fir tree, although it's not quite how it got in there. The five centimeter tall fir tree appeared to be growing inside him. I feel like calling it a tree is like... Well, surgeon... Vla- <laughs> Wait till you... I have a photo of it. Really? Surgeon Vladimir Kameshev said the branch was green <laughs> as if it had been taken from the wood. It is still a mystery how he got the tree in there how is it that much of a mystery dude how many ways are there into your lungs not many right uh one <laughs> exactly yeah so is it um, that much unless, of a mystery? It, unless it was forced in through like a pneumothorax or something do you think mm. do you do you guys feel that it was a, there must have been a great mystery that well they had to solve to i mean hey, here we it? go i think what they mean by i don't think they i don't think they mean mystery by we don't know how it like like what entered. direction? <laughs> How did this tree get think, inside? I like where know. he picked it up I, yeah, from. Yeah, I think they're thinking it's a mystery how it entered. I think you just like look at how long it takes a tree to grow. Ask him when the last time he was in the woods. Well, right. And then there you go. It's it is as simple as that. Some people think Artyom, who studied plants for a living. Ooh. It's his own fault. Breathed <laughs> in a branch while he was working in the woods. Breathed I think so. Branch. Now, did you guys see that guy swallowing the hot dogs the other day? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I feel like he could have done that. Oh, wow. With a branch. Maybe. <gasps> Where'd they go? Right? They're not in that guy's lungs, because if they were, that guy would be dead. Yeah, you're right. The, uh, the, the hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our team, different story. Um, others believe he inhaled a seed, which then grew into a tree inside his body. How cute is that? It's kind of like James and Giant Peach. <laughs> what about the sunlight? There's no sunlight. Well... He doesn't think that's possible. He said for plants to be able to grow, they need light, water, and carbon dioxide. Therefore, plants cannot use human tissue and they cannot process them. We're, Atium, we're a little bit see-through, though. Atium may be getting an answer soon. Part of his lung, along with the tree, have been kept to be further studied. Now, here's the thing. They ended up figuring out, here's the fir tree inside his lung. Oh, yeah. That's a, that is that's a, fun, a full-on... Yeah. That is, it's a branch, though. All right. Yeah. Like, is it a, is it a growing well, I mean, tree I mean, or did he... Accidentally inhale a branch. So they found he swallowed a branch. He swallowed right. a seed, and that thing started to propagate. Did it in, or did it? No, it, it just it, no, it didn't. So that so uh, the uh, there was a there. This made massive headlines, and everyone ran with it. And this was very similar to the Sweden sex thing, where people just ran with it, and they were like, "This is it, and it's a fucking tree." Well, it isn't. Um, and also, the whole thing might be a giant hoax. Uh, this story was released on whatever Russia I don't know when Russia um, uh, state media no no I, I don't know what this day is of all the year. Uh, this is all propaganda to distract from what's happening in Ukraine yeah um, and, and they were doing this to in 2009 ahead of time um, uh, here's a Putin uh, knew. here's a, an article from Ch- the journal chest we read with interest a recent article on the BBC website BBC was covering this um, yeah. of a five centimeter fir tree discovered by doctors in the lungs of a Russian botanist who underwent a reaction for a lung tumor. 
uh, sorry, resection for a lung tumor after he presented with chest pain. The surgeon who operated on him com- commented that the branch was green as if it had just been taken out from the wood. It's still a mystery how the tree got in there. It was thought that the patient had inhaled a seed, which then grew into a tree inside his body. Two pulmono- uh, pulmonologists from South Africa were skeptical and believed it to be a medical hoax. We would like to bring to the attention of the readers that trees do not grow in humans. <laughs> to the best of our knowledge, there has never been a single report of a medical literature of seeds and or plants growing inside humans. If they did, watermelon seeds and peanuts, which are the most commonly aspirated foreign bodies, will be growing out of control from our lungs. Moreover, it makes no biological sense that in the absence of sunlight and appropriate nutri- uh, nutrient medium, photosynthesis and germination of a seed can take place. Also, I want to say that wasn't a tree. It was like very was clearly a, a branch, like clearly. a piece of the branch. Foreign body aspiration often goes undetected if the initial choking episode is not obvious. In adults, a reason for the lack of acute symptoms may be a larger caliber, caliber of airways resulting in most foreign bodies lodging in distal airways. Seeds and plant material by themselves, however, are radio, radiolucent. And any radio opacity seem, seen is likely from complications. A high index of suspicion is required. A bronchioscope examination of the airway will establish the diagnosis. In the realm of scientific observation, the adage, trees do not grow in the lungs, indeed hold true in its every sense. Now, I didn't know that that was a, an old adage, but I, was I guess intrigued. it is. I was trees intrigued. do not grow in the lungs. I, was, I am intrigued by your pronunciation of the word adage. Adage? Adage. Adage. Uh, I think it's potato potato. <laughs> I mean, it might be a French word. I think I've, I've heard people say a dodge. Really? Yeah. Adage. Oh, why does she sound so sexy? Adage. Oh, say it again. Adage. Oh, yeah, fucking. There you go. Um, but how, do you, how would I... Uh, um, in French. Say, uh, tell her to in say it in French. French. Yeah. <laughs> say it to me in French. <laughs> say it again, but in French. <laughs> Are you uh, trying to make I'm it? trying to find I'm trying to find it in French. Oh, here we go. Uh, U.S. Let's go. What do we got here? Adage. That's Jamaican. Uh, let's Adage. That's Australian. Let's go Scottish. Adage. Adage. That's kind of closer to me. That's what it was. That was closer. Yeah. It sounds what that's what the sound that my uh, thigh makes when I flex. RP. My RP. You uh, uh, in UK. RP. This is what I was trained in. Adage. Adage. <laughs> Adage. <laughs> Why does RP always sound so fucking nasally? Wait, what is RP again? It's like royal... Received pronunciation. Received pronunciation. pronunciation. Um, So anyway, the guy didn't have... uh, As the old adage goes, he did not have a tree (laughs) inside his lungs. Um, But you know what's funny is I heard that story on a Mr. Ballin episode. For anyone who's not familiar with Mr. Ballin, he, he tells stories on... He's a YouTube storyteller, and he tells stories that are spooky uh, or weird. And he's really great. And he told this story, and I fucking shit a brick right there while I was cooking dinner. Had to, had to clean myself up. <laughs> and get a plug. Came here. back, finished <laughs> dinner. And I looked it up. I was like, this is crazy. I looked up. I found all the articles. I was like, this is fucking sick. I can't wait to bring this to the podcast. And then I was like, how, wait, does, it, like, wait. how does it work? And then I Googled more, and I went, oh, oh, it was a fucking April Fool's Day. It, it, this, the news released on April Fool's Day, whatever Russians April Fool's Day is. So was so it was it was April Fool's. It was just another wait. day that you're assuming was April Fool's Day in Russia. 
<laughs> it's like December 5th. I'm pretty sure they observed that December 5th for them is April Fool's Day. <laughs> and all the and and the mainstream media outlets picked it the up. The lamestream media. Dude, no, is, no, it was it was April it was April 1st. Dude, when, this when, is, when the, when this the is like broke. this <laughs> is the thing I, and again this is an old article but like it holds true today. Very it holds very true today. That like it is just way more convenient for news organizations yeah. to just run something that sounds fucking crazy. Yeah. I had a I had a good English teacher, and he said, "Don't believe anything you hear. Believe half of what you see." And there was some I don't know. <laughs> I forget what the adage was, but dude, my mom, my mom, my mom, legit, my mom in the past has been like, like she's said something. She's she, she says stuff to me like, "I heard this, and I heard this," and I'm. I mean, no matter who says anything, no matter who says what to me. Can't believe nobody. I, I'm always my first response to everything that I hear from anybody is eh, and like maybe because I'm just like, dude, you heard that from somebody else Ooh. and like where they hear it from. And I mean, yeah. listen, we all play telephone as kids. Yeah. And it like it, I think it I think it kind of upsets my mom a little bit. Like, I feel like she's like, well, why don't you trust? Me? And I'm like, well. It's not that I don't trust you. It's not you. It's yeah. the 10 fucking people that have yeah. filtered through before you I just don't you trust Tucker Carlson. Because, <laughs> you know, your mom's a big Tucker Carlson fan. <laughs> we all know that. She actually, you know what? She your mom actually, probably doesn't even know who Tucker Carlson you know what? is. She, she, you know what? She completely left. <laughs> when uh, when Bill O'Reilly left, she left with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck it. We'll do it live. Um, well, that's it, folks. Hope you enjoyed that. And um, uh, if you want to support the podcast, rate and review. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, and join Discord. That's right. That's right. And if you want to be a guest on the show, go to sickboypodcast.com, fill out the guest form, be our guest. And a huge thank you to uh, Richard Coyne for the theme music and Jeff Lonis, uh, our manager. We love you so much. Thanks, guys. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.